Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a winning edition of the HHC. What better way to celebrate Turkey Day Thanksgiving than with a Hornets victory podcast? Charlotte improving to 5-9 and nine with a 117-114 to 114 win over the Washington Wizards. We'll break it down, select our stars of the night, and talk about something that, well, I don't know how thankful we are for it, but the rookie ladder came out. Brandon Miller not getting enough respect, not in least my opinion. We'll talk about that here on this edition of the HHC. Helping me on all these topics, he's my producer on the Hornets Radio Network, as well as the producer of this fine podcast, Rob Longo, with us once again. Rob, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I would say what's on the agenda for the spread today, but we're going to save that for tomorrow's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Very good idea. Let's just tip things off by getting right to the win. Hornets make up a 19-point deficit. Once again, shorthanded. They outscore Washington 39-23 to in the fourth quarter to come away with a 117-114 to victory. Charlotte dealing with all kinds of injuries and absences. We started the day looking at Washington saying, hey, Denny Avdio, a real key player for them, is sick. He is a maybe, go or no go. He did end up playing. And then their backup point guard's out. That's it. Charlotte had eight people listed as out for this one. Adding to the list includes Terry Rozier and Cody Martin and James Booknight and all these other guys. A new name went on the list, P.J. Washington, out with foot discomfort. He couldn't go. So the Hornets, even more shorthanded, got themselves in a big hole, but come away with the victory, coming through in clutch time, and led once again by LaMelo Ball. 34 points, 13 assists. He just continues to be just outstanding out there. Ninth straight game of 25 points or more for LaMelo. Fourth in a row of 30 or more. Both of those our career best runs, and he is just playing with unbelievable confidence right now. I mean, I just go out there and hoop for real. I mean, like I said, I always feel confident with myself and what I could do, and that's pretty much it. Short, sweet, to the point, as LaMelo tends to be in these press conferences, but his game is doing all the talking, Rob Longo. It certainly has. I mean, what he's been able to do over the last, I don't even know anymore. I feel like it's just basically been this entire season at this point, just the way that he's been able to carry this team especially in clutch situations and the way that he's been able to do it I mean especially over the last couple of games is the fact that I've loved is just the consistency from him he'll score you know eight points in the first quarter like he did last night then he'll go and score six in the second and then he'll come back and he'll score eight more in the third but then when it gets to the fourth quarter it's winning time 12 of his 34 came in that fourth quarter alone he was just incandescent and he just is so darn good at facilitating the ball I mean he had that crazy pass from the top of the paint or top of the key I think it was he just whipped it down to the block I forget who he threw it to but it was just this almost I don't want to say eyes in the back of your head but I don't know how he saw anybody cut to that block and he was just able to make that pass and he just whizzed it right past the defender's ears so I mean just the court vision that he has Steve Clifford the other day you heard on a podcast if you listen to the podcast the other day was comparing him to guys like Jason Williams and Mark Jackson too I mean that is some elite company when it comes to point guards and passing in the modern day so I mean just what he's been able to accomplish with this team has just been otherworldly I know he always says that he's not from here I'm really starting to believe it the other thing about his game that's really grown here in year four is his ability to finish on the inside it used to be Lamelo was capable of putting 30 on the board but he'd have to be hot from three he'd have to knock down four five six triples to get there he doesn't have to do that anymore and Hornets head coach Steve Clifford commented on Lamelo's finishing after the game 
And you know what he's doing is he's finishing around the basket a lot better than he has in the past. You know, that's always been like 10 feet and in has been kind of like if he had a weakness, that was it. And playing down along, he didn't as much tonight, but he's been playing down along the baseline a lot more, and it sets everything up. And I, I also think that watching him, he's a lot stronger than he was last year. So I think a lot of times when he's driving the ball, you know, he can he can create more contact and, you know, hopefully start to get to the free throw line more too. Yeah, all the uh, contact he's playing through, not getting the benefit of the whistle just yet, that's probably going to come later on as well. LaMelo Ball, an incredible run. Don't want to make this just a LaMelo Ball podcast, although we certainly could. Miles Bridges, another great effort, 33 points, 11 rebounds, his second straight start, match with his second straight double-double, match with his second straight game winning in a certain respect. I mean, put the team up for good. His triple, uh, his second time he's done that in as many games, did it against Boston in overtime, does it here to take out the Washington Wizards and get a much-needed victory here for the Charlotte Hornets. They're now 5-9, and nine, starting to climb up the standings just a little bit and looking forward after Thanksgiving, an uh, extended holiday here for the Hornets to a three-game road trip, which hopefully Charlotte can turn into a winning road trip now with some momentum on their side. When we come back, we'll pick stars of the game. Stick around. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. You're listening to the Hornets Ivecast. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the HHC, the Hornet Timecast, brought to you by Santa. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Hopefully your journey to grandmother's house or wherever you're headed is going well and you're enjoying some great Thanksgiving time with family and friends and basking in the glow of a Hornets victory. They took down the Washington Wizards 117 to 114. Uh, talked a little bit about how it went down already. Rob Longo, Charlotte digging out of a very deep hole with a dominating fourth quarter. Uh, plenty of stars to pick tonight from for our star of the game. Where would you like to begin? Uh, I mean, I think I have to go with the obvious one. That's going to be LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball left side, rejecting the screen from Mark Williams. Now he'll use it, pick and roll. They're trying to set up Mark. Said they'll throw over the top. Ish Smith, six on the shot clock. Ish has to attack. Gets to the cup. Wrap around past LaMelo. Open look at a three. It's good. Just what LaMelo's been able to do for this team, and I kind of talked about it in the last segment. I mean, I think the balance scoring is the biggest because when you look at previous guys that were able to carry the load for the Hornets, the first person that comes to mind outside of LaMelo is Terry Rozier. And when Terry goes off, when he's healthy, it's more of like he scores in bunches. He might have a 12-point quarter in the first, and he might go a little bit quiet in the second and maybe even a third. But then when the fourth quarter comes around, he's able to come alive again. And I feel like that's great, but I would like to see more even, spread out, consistent scoring. And that's what I've liked about LaMelo's game here over the course of about, I don't know, the past six, seven, eight games now. And just it seems like he's been scoring 30-plus almost every night at this rate, but I mean, just the way he makes everybody better because he just draws so much attention to the defense and he's able to find those open looks. He's able to cut down on those turnovers. I think that was another big issue at the beginning of the season as well. It's just him cutting down on turnovers. He did have four last night, but there were other times where he would have six, seven, or eight. And I mean, if you're able to just shave off one, it just makes that much more of a difference. So it's going to happen. I mean, especially with the way that he plays the game, turnovers are bound to happen just trying to make plays. But I mean, at the same time, he still had 13 assists. You're looking at that three to one assist to turnover ratio almost. I'm not a math minor like you are, but it's a little bit close. I, I know that for at least. But I mean, just what he's been able to bring to this team. I mean, I know that Miles after the game talked about it at the podium about how if, if he continues at this rate and he's not on some sort of 
all-NBA team, then it's almost a travesty. I mean, at this rate, I don't want to say you want to pencil him into an all-star appearance in Indiana in a couple of months, but if he just continues at this rate, he's got to be a lock. I would love to. I think if he continues at this kind of rate, yes. If he drops off a little bit, you know, you never know. It's hard to sustain at this kind of level, but he's done it game after game after game, and uh, to historic fashion, both Hornet history and NBA history. It's his fourth is all from Hornets PR, thanks to Jack Bransgard and everyone over there in Hornets PR. Uh, Fourth 30-point, 10-assist game career for LaMelo Ball. That ties Kemba Walker for the most in franchise history, according to Hornets PR. And they also threw in this nugget, longest streak in NBA history of games with a steal, multiple made threes, 25 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. He's done it seven straight game, according to Hornets PR. That matches James Harden from a few years back for the longest such streak in NBA history. Sometimes, you know, you get real specific with some of these numbers and uh, interesting things happen. Apparently, that's one that LaMelo Ball is uh, rising to the top of. So anytime you're making history and alongside those kinds of names, Kemba Walker for the Hornets, James Harden in general for scoring things in the NBA, you're doing things right. Love the pick. LaMelo Ball, an easy one. I'll take the other easy and obvious one, Miles Bridges. A mellow ball around the Mark Williams screen. Gives to Miles Bridges. Bridges, step back three. Yes, sir! Wow. Talk about clutch. Welcome back, Miles Bridges. 32 for Miles. Miles would end up with 33 on the day. He just keeps getting better and better, and that's not just with game to game, but within games. 13 points in the first half yesterday. He tacks on another nine in the third quarter and then finishes with 11 in the fourth. 33 points, second most in the contest. He was D'ing up Kyle Kuzma in their desperation last possession attempt to tie the contest. He hits the big three that put the Hornets up for good and he hits the free throw that essentially seals it. Charlotte getting a win and it doesn't happen without Miles Bridges. Great, great game for him. His second consecutive start and second consecutive double-double. One thing I forgot to add to LaMelo Ball is my top performance 40 minutes in the game last night he played. He barely came off the floor. So another cap tip to a guy that is still... Well, now, obviously, he's fully back from his ankle injury, but he was coming off an ankle injury coming into this season. So, I mean, the fact that you've already ramped him up to 40 minutes and he didn't look like he missed a beat is absurd. Speaking of cap tips, we're going to give one to Mark Williams as well. Another double-double, 11 points, 14 rebounds. He's a plus 6 in the plus-minus. Hornets are unbeaten when he's plus 5 or better. And a cap tip to Bryce McGowan's 13 points off the bench. That's a season high. One more to yesterday's birthday boy, Brandon Miller, the rookie, turning 21. Solid game. 15 points, 3 of 6 from 3, 50% from the floor, 50% from beyond the arc, 3 assists, no turnovers, very good decision-making, playing extended minutes with even more guys added to the injury list and absence list for the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets get the W. They're now 5-9 and nine and can enjoy a few days off. They don't play again until Sunday, but it is Thanksgiving, and you know every Thanksgiving table, I'm told, seems to have that cranky uncle who makes things a little bit weird. And uh, our cranky uncle today is the rookie ladder. We're going to take a look at it, see where Brandon Miller might be slotted and why the NBA's rookie ladder is wrong. We'll do that next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on a Thanksgiving edition of the HHC. Happy Thanksgiving, one and all, and a winning edition as well. Hornets take down the Washington Wizards, 117-114. to Makes it two in a row now for Team Teal. They improve to 5-9 and nine on the season. They're roughly two games out of a play-in tournament spot, about three or so away from a top-six position. Very early still in the season. Hornets now with a little bit of wind in their sails, and they have some momentum heading out of the Thanksgiving holiday and into a three 
game road trip. But there was one more piece of news that came out yesterday, Thanksgiving Eve, and that was the latest publication of the Rookie Ladder. NBA.com does this every couple of weeks or so. They let you know where they think the rookies are ranked, who should be in front for, say, Rookie of the Year, who should be in front for, say, First team all-rookie, and stands to reason if they put you top five on the rookie ladder, they think you should be first team. If you're not top five, they're saying maybe you shouldn't. And to my shock and dismay, Brandon Miller in the latest rookie ladder, Rob Longo, is put in at number six. Number one on the list is Chet Holmgren. I don't have a problem with it. He's averaging 17 points per game. Victor Wembanyama is number two. I don't have a problem with it. 18.6 points per game. He leads all rookies, also close to averaging a double-double. He's got about nine boards per contest as well. He's having a real good rookie season. But Brandon Miller, a few more spots beyond those two, which does upset me quite a bit. Just so you know who's in front of him, Asar Thompson from Detroit, Jordan Hawkins for the New Orleans Pelicans, and Derek Lively, the second, the center for the Dallas Mavericks. I've got a lot to say, but Rob Longo, I'll let you tip this one off. I was going to say, when you were thrown at the break after the last segment, you said everybody's got a cranky uncle. I thought you were going to say it was me, but I mean, I just don't understand the rookie ladder at this point. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, I don't. Also, no problem with Chet and Victor at the top. Asar Thompson, he leads the league in fouls, which is crazy. I understand that he's averaging double-digit points and rebounds. He's averaging a double-double with 11 and 10, but when you foul so much, I don't know how much more runway he's going to have at this point. So Jordan Hawkins, I don't get that one either. I did a little stat comparison. Yeah, he's shooting 36% from three. Brandon Miller shooting about 34, but huge disparity in total field goal percentage. I mean, Brandon shooting on almost 54% inside the arc. It's just a 42% clip for Jordan Hawkins. And then you got a big man that plays on a team in Dallas like Derek Lively who, yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of offensive boards and he has a lot of ability in that sense but I mean what Brandon Miller brings to the table I mean I think is almost inconsequential especially because of all these injuries I think that has to be taken into effect that he's playing these minutes with top tier elite talent out there and he's being asked for a lot I understand that he's a number two overall pick and the expectations are high and you expect an impact right away but I mean at this point if we're gonna nitpick here like the article says where they were saying yeah he scored 29 against the Knicks last week but he was a minus seven and a plus minus and then he only scored nine against the Celtics and he was a plus 22 like you're just picking and choosing at this point I feel like and that's just what kind of annoys me because you go back to last night's game he was a minus two and a plus minus that's inconsequential I think and then you go back and you look and you see he had 15 points and he was 50% from the field shooting and he didn't turn the ball over so to me that's a solid game as a rookie compared to some other guys that were out there on the floor for the Hornets too so he definitely picked up his end of the rope I don't know what more you want from a guy like Brandon Miller on a team that has LaMelo Ball and Miles Bridges that are scoring 30 plus every night yeah and that's what stuck out to me you know maybe we're reading too much in between the lines here but but you both noticed the same thing when it said Brandon Miller six and it gave his stats, which, by the way, Brandon Miller is averaging the third most points among rookies in the NBA, 13.7 points per game, only behind Victor Wembanyama and Chet Holmgren. He's top five in all kinds of stats, like three-pointers made and a lot of stats. He's playing very, very well for anyone, let alone for a rookie. But we read the same thing. They're they talking about his plus-minus in a loss, even though he scores a career-high 29, and then saying, oh, he only scored nine against the Celtics, but it was plus 22, inferring that somehow plus-minus is a determinative stat for rookies, which I don't necessarily think it is, but let's play that game here. Brandon Miller on the season is a minus 2.5 for a team that has dealt with a lot of injuries and taken a lot of losses, granted, but he on the floor is a minus 2.5. The team overall in terms of uh, average score margin is minus 7.7, so he's five points better 
than the Hornets are. Let's extrapolate that down the line. Chet Holmgren is a plus 5.2 for all his minutes on the floor. That's great. His team is 9.1. So somewhat, you could argue, they're four points worse with Chet Holmgren on the floor than when they don't have him on the floor. Victor Wembanyama is a minus 8.1 in the plus minus. His team is a minus 13.4. So there you see a spread that's kind of more favorable to Brandon Miller. But I'm not arguing that Brandon Miller should be ahead of Chet Holmgren or Victor Wembanyama. Let's go to the guys who I think he should be ahead of. Asar Thompson's a minus 7.1. His team is minus 6.4. The Pistons have not played as well with Asar Thompson on the floor based off that stat that they decided to point out in the rookie ladder. Well, if he keeps fouling, he's not going to be on the floor much longer. That's fair, too. Jordan Hawkins is a minus 3.1. His team, the Pelicans, is a minus 0.7. They're not as good, apparently, when Hawkins is on the floor. Last but not least, Derek Lively, a plus 3.5 in his minutes. The team is a plus 2.4. So they're a slight boost to them, but not nearly as much as Brandon Miller. So overall, I think usually points should determine in things like Rookie of the Year and First Team All-Rookie, or at least have a heavy, heavy weight given to it. It's not being given to Brandon Miller because he's averaging the third most points of all rookies, and yet he's not on this rookie ladder's top five. And if you're going to say plus-minus is the stat to watch, well, his, relative to his teams, is better than most of the rookies they put ahead of him. Yeah, and I, I think something that you touched on there, where you want the points to weigh heavy on, I'm fine with that too, but I feel like at this point it's just basically the scoring title for the rookies is what the rookie of the year award is that's what I feel like it is but if you go back to a couple of seasons ago the writers and the voters got it right for LaMelo Ball being a rookie of the year I know there was a big hoopla about it with the Anthony Edwards versus LaMelo Ball but LaMelo Ball provided more wins for that team and winning has to be a factor in this I feel like too I know there's some instances where there's just not a whole lot of hope and one of them is Asar Thompson on Detroit I mean they have just been miserable here I think they're what two and 11 now two and 12 something like that on the season San Antonio is not too far behind. I understand those those teams that are just not built to win right now, and it's all about growth and learning and that sort of thing. But when you take a number two overall pick and you take a guy that is going to give you a double-digit average scoring-wise and you're going to put him in the starting lineup right away, that has to be something that is weighed in to this factor. I get that maybe Victor Wembanyama and some of those other guys are the only person on that team, and a lot of it's going to flow through them, and I'm totally fine with that. But then you got another example like Chet Holmgren, who has pieces around him, who has a guy that finished third in the Rookie of the Year voting last year in Jalen Williams, has Josh Giddey. There are pieces on that OKC team. Shea Gilgis-Alexander. SGA is somebody that you know you think a young talent, and you don't even, you almost forget about him sometimes on the Thunder, unfortunately, because of how talented he is. So, I mean, there's just so many variables in here that the fact you could put Brandon Miller at six with yeah. all those other guys, I, I don't get it. And look, I'm I'm not anti Asar Thompson. I think he's had a great run. I, I I'm impressed. Eleven point three points, ten point one rebounds for a non center rookie in the NBA. That's fantastic. He's having a great, great rookie season, but it's not better than Brandon Miller's. Brandon is scoring more, scoring far more efficiently. Uh, Miller, I think, is somewhere around 34% from three. Asar Thompson is 13% from distance. I just don't think it's close, and I think it's a touch disrespectful, quite frankly, from our our cranky uncle here, the rookie ladder here on Thanksgiving. But we want to end it on a positive note, Rob Longo, and so we're going to give some things that we're thankful for. We'll do it from us tomorrow with our Black Friday edition of the HHC. Sam Perley, we're going to drag him into the studio as well, but I'll end it on a high note with what LaMelo Ball is thankful for this Thanksgiving. Life, it's being alive, being here, you know, present, family, it's a whole lot of stuff for real. Call my peoples, you know, check in on everybody, just have a good day.
I think that's a great recipe for everyone. Rob Longo, thankful for you as always. Thankful to spend a winning edition of the HHC with you here this Thanksgiving. Always thankful for some winning editions of the Hornets Hivecast. Hopefully you have a couple more in the future. Of course, we're going to get some turkey in the way, too, between now and then, though. That's right. And we've got a, a couple of uh, feature presentation editions of the HHC. Tomorrow, that Black Friday special for you. You can hear from all of your favorite Hornets chiming in on their favorite Thanksgiving foods, Black Friday shopping stories, all kinds of fun stuff there. And then the next day, we're going to have a special one-on-one interview with Hornets wing Bryce McGowan's quick interview with him, uh, but looking forward to bringing that to you, some of the commonalities he has with Hornets rookie Brandon Miller, in addition to being disrespected on the rookie No, just kidding on that one. <laughs> we'll hear from Bryce McGowan's, and I look forward to bringing that conversation to all of you as well. And of course, I want to point this out one more time, all the deals that the Hornets fan shop have, Hornets.com have going on, no fees through games in 2024, through Cyber Monday, that's something to take advantage of if you're looking to come to a game next year. 24 portion of the calendar BOGO jerseys at the Hornets fan shop on Black Friday I think that's in person only 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. at Spectrum Center so if you're in the area make sure you grab them 2023-24 jersey city edition jersey you buy that you get the last year's city edition jersey for absolutely free and then 30% off at the Hornets fan shop on Cyber Monday as well a lot of deals going on Get your swag, get your tickets, Hornets.com. That's going to do it for this edition of the HHC. Happy Thanksgiving one and all. For Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you tomorrow for a special Black Friday edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.